The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Our email address is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com on MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. Our worldwide toll-free number is 1-800-610-7035 and our website, www.exoneradiotv.com. My first uh, guest to this hour, Exxon Nation, is Jean Logan. She is an ordained minister, has a doctorate in holistic nutritional healing, and is a student of many types of energy healing, including pranic healing, body talk, Reiki, color therapy, healing with sound, and emotional thought field therapy. She is director of the Holy Ground Farm, Inc., a nonprofit that supports the education of children. She has a certification in neurolinguistic programming and eliminating interference patterns of DNA. Jean is also a conscious channel of light and receives guidance on creating symbols to help people prepare for the upcoming changes. Now, these symbols uh, remove physical toxic materials and emotional toxins from the body quickly and easily to help resolve soul density. Jean is the author of Unlocking the Power of Glyphs with All Profits Dedicated to Educational Opportunities of Children. Her website, www.holygroundfarm.org. And Dr. Jean Logan, welcome to the X-Zone. Well, thank you, Rob. Good to be here. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, uh, Dr. Logan. When did you get the, get the feeling that you needed to do something to help children? It, it was kind of a gradual thing. I really, when I started working with the glyphs about 10, about 6, 7 years ago, mm-hmm. I didn't care anything about anybody but myself. 
And as I gradually evolved, I just felt like there were people in need out there. And somehow in my mind, I always saw a center with children, which is kind of strange because I was never drawn to children. And so it was kind of a gradual evolution. And then as the time went by and uh, money came into the mm-hmm. picture, I said, uh, God, show me what to do, what, what, where to help these people and where they are. And all of a sudden, you know, everything presented itself. Now, I would say it's about five years now. About five years. And uh, I understand you have a second manual that's coming out uh, this fall entitled Sacred Symbols of Light. That's correct. Now, is this uh, is this second manual a continuation of unlocking the power of glyphs? Yes, it is. There'll be more glyphs. I have a man, probably about a hundred glyphs. The first mm-hmm. manual has thirty, and the second one has about thirty-five. Now, where did you learn about the power of glyphs? I received an email from someone. And it had a little glyph on it, and the mm-hmm. glyph looked like a picture of like a centipede with a little squiggly drawing around it. Mm-hmm. And it said that this glyph would remove parasites that hold fear in our body. And I thought this was kind of fascinating, and so mm-hmm. I printed it out, cut it out, and I put it against my solar plexus. I don't know why. I, maybe I was guided. Maybe. And I felt this tremendous commotion in my liver. Mm. and then it subsided, and I thought, wow, whatever it was, I think I had it, and I think it's gone, but whoever can do that, whoever has that power, I can do that. And so I've always been fascinated by glyphs, and uh, I started working with them since then. All right, stand by, Dr. Logan. You and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be right back in two minutes. Exxon Nation, Dr. Gene Logan is our guest www.holygroundfarm.com. She is the author of Unlocking the Power of Glyphs and her second manual entitled Sacred Symbols of Light. This is going to be an interesting hour. Don't go away. Dr. Gene Logan is our special guest this hour, www.holygroundfarm.org. Doctor, maybe you can help us understand something. There are a lot of people who think the end of the world will be coming and the world will be going kaboom on December 21st, 2012. Now, according to you, Doctor, what is really going to happen? 
Well, first I want to explain that the kaboom is total nonsense. The world is not going to end. Mm -hmm. Everything is totally orchestrated and planned. And what will happen at the end of 2012, the sun will move into the fourth dimension. Right now, we're all in the third dimension. Mm -hmm. And when it moves into the fourth dimension, it will take all of its planets, and of course, we're on it, one of them, so... It'll take them all into the fourth dimension with it. Now, what will happen What will happen when yeah. we enter the fourth dimension? Are we ready for it? Will we notice any difference? Well, that's part of my, my book, and what, uh, what I want to tell about is how to get ready for it. We will definitely notice a difference. We will have less density. We will be more spiritual, and by spiritual, I don't mean we're going to die and be mm-hmm. spirits like our grandfathers. We're, we will be more spirit-based. And so those who are ready will be in, in a, a higher elevated, think of, it will be called the ascension, and think of the ascension as graduation. We've been in the third reality for third dimension for thousands and mm-hmm. thousands of years, and we are graduating into the fourth dimension. And so, this has been planned for a long time. So basically what we are What's going to happen is that we, as humans, equate to a caterpillar. We have entered the cocoon at the point where we are now on December 21st, 2012. We exit the cocoon. That's correct. That's it exactly. That's it exactly. So this is just part, of our, this is just part of our normal evolution then. Yes, it is. Yes, we are evolving. So, That's why we're here. That's why we're all here on planet Earth is to evolve. So why then all the hype? Why then all the fear? Why is it that there are so many people out there who are doing their darndest to make as much money as they can on the prey of those who who are fearing this so much? Why don't why doesn't it just seem natural to them that the world isn't going to end, that this is just part of evolution? Well, there are those who feed on fear and ah. it's just an ego thing too. And, and there's no, uh, I think the, the Bible, in my opinion, has been manipulated a bit mm-hmm. to make us think that we're all coming, uh, this is going to be a very cataclysmic thing, that the Armageddon and so forth. And that's just uh, fabrication, but so many people buy into it, and it becomes a frenzy that feeds on itself. Why would the Bible want us to buy into something that's not true, uh, Doctor? Now you're no, you're an ordained minister. That's that's rather strange to hear an ordained minister say that. Well, the best thing to do is not let any book mm-hmm. totally run your life. You have to remember that Bible was controlled by the Catholic Church for hundreds of years, and there is nothing that isn't capable of being manipulated. I don't mean that there's not a lot of truth in the mm-hmm. Bible. But sometimes people can add things to control and manipulate. So we need to be careful what we believe. What are going to happen? Well, first of all, let me just do a bit of a backstep here. How does one prepare themselves for the ascension? Well, we have to get rid of soul density. And when I talk about density, since most of us cannot see the soul, we're not really aware of what it what that means. Mm-hmm. But think about a dense fog. Okay. Most people have a soul that is very dense. 
it depends upon how much they've been seeking enlightenment. Those who have really been working on seeking enlightenment and working on themselves, Mm -hmm. as you work on yourself, the soul gets lighter and lighter. And the lighter it is, the smoother the transition will be. And so in order to become less dense, to get rid of that soul density, we have to do... a number of things. We need to get rid of some of the emotional baggage that we're hanging on to. Uh, the fear, the resentments, all of the, the things that are holding us down. We have to eat, and I, I know some people aren't going to like this, but it would be better if you can evolve enough to eat a vegetarian lifestyle. And when I say that, I want people to understand that we have been programmed to believe that which is not true about our dietary habits in order to control us. Eating animal flesh keeps us in a lower energy level. And there are organizations that profit by keeping us believing that we need that. And if we talk about all the information that we've been getting for decades, Mm-hmm. that we need all this animal meat for this B12 and amino acids. That is total fabrication in order for organizations to profit by this and to control everything. Now, the thing about it is whatever you believe, that is what controls your body. So if you believe you need meat, mm-hmm. then you do until you can believe otherwise. And eating meat is not wrong, and it won't keep anybody from ascending, but that's one thing we can do is work toward vegetarianism. And when I first got that message to do that, I was not a vegetarian, and it was right before Thanksgiving, as it is right now. Other things that we can do, we need to back away from some of these electronic gadgets we have. They are doing us harm. And we really know that, and we're kidding ourselves. Now, I'm not expecting anybody to give up their cell phone, but I limit my use, and I put a gadget on there that, I, that keeps the electronic influences from affecting me. Uh, television is a, another thing. It puts out, in two ways, it's harmful. The stuff, the programming is really bad for us. There's a lot of stuff on there that's very detrimental, and certainly the news is one of them. But the news is the and news is what's really happening. So how how is the, how is the truth detrimental? Okay, just you know, the, sometimes they will have they will bring up little things like, oh, mother drowns her daughter in the bathtub, and and things that really bring us down. There is good news going on out there, mm-hmm. but we're never given the good news. Because it doesn't sell. But but isn't it also possible that negative news is a way of awakening the public, or of awakening the the individual to to the wrong that is going on in this world today, and giving them the, I mean the person who's watching the news the ability to become part of a positive influence on the rest of the world. Well, that's possibly so, but of course, when we see so many people dying on the on on the news or seeing mm-hmm. some horrific stuff, I think we have to just be a little discerning, and if it doesn't feel right, turn it off. But the other way that the television there are it, there are subliminal energies that come from it that are not good from our for our bodies, 
and microwaves are terrible. Microwaves are just terrible. There Not is no micro- they- there is no microwave emission from a TV set. No, no, I I, I switched that. Oh. <laughs> we can, we, we want to continue on the TV set. It, it's just not, you know, it's, it's to limit ourselves. All right, so so what you did was use time sw- in nature. All right, so what you did was you switched from TV and you're back to the cell phones and electronic okay. toys. Okay, all right, just just let me know what you're talking about because I find it, you know, okay, I just found it con- confusing. That. All right. Okay, uh, one thing also we can do is spend time in nature because nature is very healing. It's very healing, mm-hmm. and so it's a good thing to just go ahead and get out once in a while, take a walk in the woods, and hug a tree. I mean, just look at the sky and just see what beautiful things there are out there. And if we're out there at night and you look up at the sky, if you're lucky enough to be out there where you can see all the stars, you can look up and and realize that there is something controlling the complexity of it all. It is just not up there at random. And that would help us understand and know that wherever we are going, this is totally planned and organized. And nothing happens by accident. But how do we know that it's planned? How do we know that it's not random? Well, if it were random, everything would be bumping into everything else. I mean, how can you have, if you just take a bunch of... uh, uh, marbles and throw mm-hmm. them on the floor. They're all flying every which way and bumping into each other. Uh, how could you not? I mean, when you look at a flower, how well, could well, you think that's in, in, all, in, in all fairness, you know, marbles don't have their own gravitational fields. They're not part of a, a, uh, a complex star cluster that has True. very many different aspects. And then, you know, it's totally different than throwing a bunch of marbles on the floor, Doctor. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, I'm just... Trying to, I don't want to try to get into a complexity uh, of what's going on out in the universe mm-hmm. because certainly it is so complex that any one of our minds could not totally comprehend it. it so, so who then, then, in your opinion, ma'am, who right? did? I said, in your opinion, who is responsible for the uh, the plan that we're part of? The way it works is we are all a part of the energy that we call God, the creator, or source, or whatever. And there are highly evolved beings Mm -hmm. that literally have, that is what they do, is they operate the control of the universe, and they are part of source energy, as are we. And that's one of the things that we need to remember is, we are part of source energy, and we have abilities and powers that we do not dream of. And one of the things we want to work toward, and as we come toward the fourth, to the fourth dimension, we will better understand that and be edit, better able to use these powers. All right, Dr. Gene, because- stand by. We've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Dr. Gene Logan is our guest, www.holygroundfarm.com. I'm Rob McConnell. This is The Exxon. We'll be back after the news. Don't go away. Hi, this is Ken Elliott. When I'm floating around the universe, I always try to tune in to Rob McConnell. Hey, hold there, Trinity Frog on Sesame Street. When I want to find out what's going on with UFOs or ghosts, I listen to the X Zone with Rob McConnell. This is Les Corrigan from Target Internet Development. 
You're listening to Rob McConnell on the X-Zone Radio Show. This is John Hogue, Prophecy Scholar, and you're listening to Rob McConnell in the X-Zone. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and our growing family of broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. Worldwide toll free 1 800 610 7035. Email at Exxon Radio. Oh, wait a second, Exxon at ExxonRadioTV.com on MSN Messenger, TV at Hotmail.com and our website, www.ExxonRadioTV.com. Don't forget, Exxon Nation, this coming February 17, 18, 19th, I am the Master of Ceremonies at the Body, Soul, Spirit Expo, 6900 Airport Road in Mississauga, Ontario. It's right across from Pearson International Airport. If you'd like more information about the Body, Soul, Spirit Expo, visit www.bodysoulspiritexpo.com. Dr. Jean Logan is our special guest. She is an ordained minister and a doctor of holistic nutritional healing. Her website is www.holygroundfarm.com. She's also the author of two books, Unlocking the Power of the Glyphs, And uh, let me see, the second one is Sacred Symbols of Light. How many different glyphs are there, and where do you find these glyphs, Doctor? I'm given those. Sometimes, some of them I felt like I was starting to create Mm -hmm. myself, but then I realized I was getting messages, and I was even getting images. And sometimes I would be told, each glyph is programmed, it has a program, it's a language. And sometimes I will even be told, uh, put this on the program, write this. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, when uh, I was trying to do a glyph to promote calming, peacefulness, and I was told to write to to repair damaged nerve bundles. And I really didn't relate to that, but I, I wrote what I was told, and I programmed it for what I was told. Right. 
And interestingly enough, I tried it and I could feel something going on because we all have a certain amount of nerve damage. Mm -hmm. But I, one man who called me, who he had got a copy of the book and he was in his mid fifties and he called me and he said, this is kind of embarrassing to tell you about, but he said, before I, uh, he said, I had used street drugs. He used, uh, I believe it's called crystalline methamphetamines. Crystal meth, called. yeah. And he had damaged himself to that he could no longer sexually function. And he said, so he used this glyph. He placed it mm-hmm. on, I believe, his solar plexus or his, his, no, his third eye. And he thought that you know was very interesting, and then he went to be very relaxing and mm-hmm. felt a peaceful calming. And then he went to bed, and he said the next morning his sexual abilities had returned all the way. He said, "I felt like a twenty-year-old." Boy, don't let the pharmacies, so, the pharmaceutical companies, uh, hear you say that. There goes <laughs> yeah, Viagra. Right about yeah, that. exactly. And that's uh, I'm lucky I'm an ordained minister because they can't lock me up for this. You, you I, they can't lock a minister up for healing. <laughs> But uh, these things, these are very powerful, and the power behind mm-hmm. it is God. Uh, and it, it's even hard for me to imagine sometimes how powerful they are. Tell, tell me, besides, uh, you know, besides that first time that you used the glyph, have you used the glyphs again? And if so, for what reason, and what was the result? Okay, now, the first one was written by someone else that I got on an right, email. Right, yes. Then the first, uh, the first one that I really tried, I tried a few that didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. My first experiments, I just wrote things like joy and energy. And, and then uh, someone called me, and she, this woman had, um, had a glass bowl that she had taken out of the dishwasher, her dog's, dog's drinking uh, bowl, and he, it was hot. And without thinking, she poured cold water on it, and it, and it just went in pieces, exploded all over the room, and a mm-hmm. piece went deep in her foot. Mm-hmm. And now when she called me, it was very badly infected, and she didn't want to get antibiotics. And so I asked her if she'd be willing to do a little research with me, and she agreed. And so I wrote a glyph to kill bacteria and another to speed healing, and I emailed them to her. And the next morning she said, wow, she said, the glyphs are working. She said, the swelling is gone, the pain is gone, the redness is gone, and it's starting to heal. And that was my first success. But for myself, I realized to get the joy that I was trying to get from a glyph, I would have to remove all these emotional things that are holding us back, all the fear and the sadness and the, the, all the, the negative feelings mm-hmm. inside. And so when I started doing this, I was basically doing it for myself. I would write, I wrote a glyph to remove fear. And then what I do is you cut out the glyph and I would put it on my solar plexus. And when I would use it, I felt like a little vacuum cleaner was pulling stuff out of my body. Now, when I, when I make them, how I make them is I draw the picture uh, and I have a description and then I have an empowerment ceremony. And in the empowerment ceremony, I invite every spiritual being of light that is a, that will come and be a part of it. And I ask them to send their energy to this glyph while I am empowering it. So there is a tremendous amount of spiritual energy behind every single glyph. Tremendous amount. And people who could see other dimensions, they said they could even see things coming out of the of the glyph in different directions. 
I hope you don't take this question the wrong way, Doctor, but how much of what you're seeing being done with these glyphs is a placebo effect? Well, they work really great on dogs. Uh, there was one couple that had just gotten a copy of the book, mm-hmm. and they had a little Yorkie poo, and it was Saturday night, late in the evening, in a small town where you'd never get a vet, and she looked down on the floor, and the, and the dog was just it was salivating, and she said the eyes were glazed, it was disoriented, it couldn't stand up, and she said she could barely hear it breathe. And so they t- took uh, one of the glyphs that are to kill bacteria and viruses, they took three of them, and they taped one to the back of his uh, crown chakra, I believe, and I have a drawing in the book that shows where that is, mm-hmm. and one behind the solar plexus and one behind the heart chakra. She laid down with the dog, and about three hours later, the dog jumped up, and the eyes were clear, and the, and it, it was the nose was cold, and she said it was like it hadn't been sick. Now, you can't, the dog doesn't believe anything. Yeah, I, I, under, I understand that. But, but on the other the, the dog does not also is not a skeptic. The dog is not thinking, "Oh, this isn't going to work. This mm-hmm. is silly. How does this work? I don't believe this." But but the dog it, just is. Okay, but it took three hours for this to happen. Is it possible that whatever was making the dog sick, maybe it ingested something, passed through its its system, and the dog basically healed itself? It had nothing to do with the glyphs. You know, that would be pretty quick for <laughs> for a dog. I've got dogs. I've never had a dog heal that. Time. No, I have. <laughs> You know, I've seen it where the dog has ingested something wrong, and yeah, it lays down. Yes, it salivates, and you know, it's either it either upchucks or it passes. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, I've had other people write me; they've had success with this, uh, with it. But uh, it definitely, now you can negate the energy. Mm-hmm. The glyph has power. All right, but the person also, and I tell people this in the book. If you put your power of intention with it, you mm-hmm. double the effects of the glyph. But if a person has negative feelings about it, and I tell people, don't bother with people who are not interested in using it. Because when people have negative opinion about something, they put out an energy that can interfere with any type of, uh, if any type of especially energy healing. They can put out this net of interference. But on the same token, they can also put out a positive thing. And when you talk about the placebo effect, mm-hmm. the placebo effect, if you, when they're testing drugs, that means the body has the ability to heal itself. If you had given these placebo... Right, because it's, part, mi- it's mind over matter. Yes, and, yeah. and the thing that's what I'm trying to say. We have such power, we could actually heal ourselves. We really do not even need the glyphs if we could believe in our own power to do this ourselves. So are, are, the glyphs are, are like a stepping stone. So are we saying that the glyphs are in fact like a, like a psychic's crystal ball, where it it's something that the psychic concentrates on, and it's just a it's just a tool. The glyphs are a tool. Yes, like they, like I said, they're like a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. They're like an aid. There's something to help you get one step further. They're they're to help you recognize and to help a person heal themselves. If you put your own energy into it, it works twice as fast. Does it sometimes? Well, go ahead. It, it, does it work differently on children than adults? And would it work on okay. senior citizens? It would work much faster on children. It works very quickly on children. 
because again they're like mm-hmm. the animals they don't have that doubt or and they haven't made an opinion they're not skeptics and also children tend to heal faster anyway and when it comes to senior citizens it's actually more difficult because they have a mindset they are harder to work with because they they have mm-hmm. an opinion and they've also been brainwashed by the medical establishment. If the doctor says doesn't say it, it says it doesn't work, then it doesn't work to them. Let me ask you this question: Why is it that Holy Ground Farm, being a five hundred one c three, is sponsoring uh, children in Peru and not children in America? If you've ever been in any of these foreign countries. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what poverty is. Like the one, if you go to the website, you'll see, and that one, the, what, uh, there's a little boy in Nepal sleeping in the mm-hmm. streets. You don't find children sleeping in the oh, streets. Oh, yes, you is. do. Oh, yes, you do, ma'am. There are well, many children know. who sleep on the streets. Lately. It's certainly not in this town, not like in, uh, in uh, I would see in Peru, where you just. Well, what, what about what about the cities morning. of New York? What about uh, Memphis, Tennessee? What about Los Angeles, California, where children are going without food? You know, why take care of kids in another country when the kids in your own country All need your help? Children are God's children. God does not. Yes, well, God always says God helps those who help themselves. Yeah, but God does not define the borders. God doesn't say, okay, let's only help American kids. I I have to go where I'm guided to go. So why would God guide you to Peru instead of taking care of the the children in America? Well, uh, let's let's do the one that was because I someone came to into my life Mm -hmm. who happened to be working with children in Peru. He came and spoke at our Toastmasters meeting, and he told about his the children. And we went down there, and we saw the conditions down there, and we worked. We agreed to work with him. I, we are all given a certain guidance. We all have a path, and this was the person who was sent to my path. Mm-hmm. And the same with the one in Nepal. I asked, where can we next help in a group of children? And so I was guided in this direction, and it wouldn't have been my idea because that's halfway around the world. That, that's, that's quite a trip. I had to it send sure someone, and I paid for that myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I paid for my son to go over and investigate before we, we got involved. But I have to go where the path tells me to go. Mm-hmm. I can't do something because someone else thinks that's a better idea. I have to go with where my guidance tells me to go. And everybody has to do that. Okay, so you're a member, uh, you've been ordained by the Universal Life Church, I believe. That's correct. Now, isn't, is that an online uh, ordination? That's, that, yes, it certainly is. So you've never gone to... You've never I, never, I never studied any dogma, because... So why, dogma do you call, well, why, do you call yourself, why, why did you decide to get yourself ordained if you don't want to follow the dogma, if you don't want to, if you don't want to take the courses, if you don't want to do it the right way? Was it easier the to get course, it online? The courses are written by people who have beliefs. I do not need to accept other people's beliefs. No one needs to accept someone else's beliefs. And there's no reason to have any dogma. There's no reason to have any courses. If God is within every one of us, then God is giving us our guidance. Then why then do we need to study anything? Do you not? Do we not know right from wrong? Sure do we, we do. not have some inner guidance that's working mm-hmm. through us? Oh, I, I agree. But to 
go out and get an online uh, ministry uh, ordination that isn't valid in every state, by the way. Uh, to me, that, that works on ego and then taking care of children in a far land instead of taking care of children within your own, uh, within your own country. Something doesn't sound right here to me. I'm, I'm, I'm missing well, something. That's, that's your opinion, and you're right, or you have your own right. I have to go with my guidance. Yeah. Everybody has to go with what guidance they receive. Uh, so do I. So uh, you and I uh, have got to say so long for now. I don't, I, uh, I, you know what, I really don't buy anything that you're trying to tell me, and I think it's more of a, a misstep than anything else. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break talking about scams. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon Doka Way. I love my job. You know what? As you probably know by that music, uh, Jean Logan is no longer with us. I'm not going to call her a doctor. She's not even an ordained minister. Over the uh, over the uh, commercial break, we um, I went online, and guess what, Exonation? My two dogs are now officially ordained ministers with the Universal Life Church. Yeah, I've even got a certificate that says Maddie Nikita McConnell. That's well, Maddie's one dog, Nikita's another, and McConnell's well, that's my family name. Um, actually, have a certificate of ordination. Can you believe that? And here's a letter that we got in the email. Congratulations, you are now legally ordained for life, though you may relinquish your credentials at any time. As of Monday, the 31st, October 2011, you have become a member of the prestigious clergy. You have earned a title worthy of admiration and respect. Let it be known on this date, in accordance with the laws of the Universal Church Monastery, Universal Life Church Monastery, as ordination brother, I, Brother Martin, do ordain you to our ministry. From this day forward, you are entitled to all of the rights of an ordained minister. You have the authority to perform marriages, baptisms, and all other ceremonies of the church. You are an independent minister of this church. This is a position that carries with it a burden of responsibility. Please respect others and comply with the laws of the land. Now. Ah, yeah. So there you've got it. How easy is it to become an ordained minister? Well, you just go online, go to the, uh, let me see, what's it called again? The Universal Life Church. I'll even give you their their website address. Uh, www.themonastery.org. 
In fact, I'm going to be sending out an email with this uh, certificate that they sent me. It's got stamped on it, copy of official only, a copy of original only, not official document. Uh, it's dated today, October the 31st. 2011, and uh, once again, there's Maddie and Nikita McConnell smack dab in the middle. Can you believe this? And then people wonder why religion isn't taken very seriously when any Yahoo can go on the internet, get themselves a certificate, call themselves, uh, uh, you know, reverend or doctor, and uh, just sign up for one of these farce courses, you know, and then start a a non-profit organization that helps kids in where? In the United States? No, 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 no. In Peru. I'm telling you. It's funny, the material that she sends doesn't say that she's helping children in uh, in the uh, in Peru. It just says, uh, let me see, uh, dedicated to educational opportunities for children. Yeah. Like I said, God said, help, God said, let the, you know, help those who help themselves. So take care of the kids in the United States. Take care of the kids in Canada. Uh, what do I know? It's Halloween. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Whatever you do, don't go away. And don't forget, I'm looking through you. <laughs> 